Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And in this week's Screen Verdict podcast, we're going to be doing a television series review. Mmm, we are. We're going to be talking about Season 8 of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And it's going to be pretty, pretty... No, I'm not going to bother with that. That's, that's obviously, obviously a bit too easy, that one. <laughs> so you must be a bit of a, a fan of Curb to be... To be dropping that Curb Enthusiasm reference to open yeah. the podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, I am a bit a bit of a fan. I would say um, over the past 10 years on TV, there are probably three sort of half-hour sitcoms that I'd put in sort of like the upper echelon of, of uh, my sort of shows that I just think are great. It'd be Arrested Development, The Office... The U.S. Office <laughs> and Kerber uh, Enthusiasm. I think they're probably the best three sitcoms of the past ten years. That's pretty high. I would, uh, I would say, I would put it in an upper echelon of my own. Oh, perhaps not a top three echelon. Yeah. I think it would be bordering perhaps fifth or sixth favorite for me. I think I'd include Peep Show uh, in there as well. Yeah, it's probably. And it's probably just behind It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, it's up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both pretty big fans of the show. Yeah, love it. Love the curb. Love me some curb. <laughs> uh, it's been going. It's been going for a while. Well, this is the the eighth season. Yeah, a fair number of seasons. Eighth season and uh, but um, like eleventh year or so. <laughs> like it's, it started in. It started in two thousand. <laughs> so we're 11 years on, only eight seasons. So in the past 11 years, there's been 80 episodes. So they, you know, got to treasure a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode when you get it, because... Yeah, Larry likes a bit of a holiday. Yeah. 10 episodes a year, then maybe take a year off. Not quite as strenuous uh, yeah. Seinfeld schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you think other seasons have gone? Were you up to around, say... Let's talk the recent seasons. Have they been going up or down for you? What, what were your expectations for uh, season eight based on the progression of the show? Well, I generally thought the show's probably going down a little. Like, I was still enjoying the show, but I, I think I preferred it in the earlier years of the series. Uh, but then, last season, season seven, I thought was one of their best yet. I thought it was just brilliant. If you guys don't know... Uh, Kevin Enthusiasm is about the, it's fictional, but it's sort of about the creator of Seinfeld, Larry David. And in season seven, they brought back the whole Seinfeld crew to do a reunion. So it's sort of like a, a show about doing a reunion show for another show that was a real show. <laughs> like it, it was pretty, uh, it was really funny. All the sort of layers of, uh, different shows within shows. I just thought it was really, really clever and really funny. And for Seinfeld fans, uh, which, which I was one of, really cool to see all the characters back playing not just their Seinfeld characters, but playing themselves as well. And then there was a scene in the final of uh, last season where Larry was playing George, who they based... Off of Larry. Larry. (laughs) The the fictional Larry playing the fictional George who was based off the real Larry. I just thought it was so funny and so close. I thought last season was great, but I knew that it was sort of that storyline that made it great. 
So I wasn't sure whether I'd necessarily think this season was going to be as good or like, because I knew they weren't going to do that storyline this year. So I feel it's been uh, perhaps a little patchy as well over the last few seasons. I think uh, perhaps around season five um, had some particular up and downs. I think it has my perhaps my favourite Curb Enthusiasm episode, The Ski Lift. That's very funny. And then six I liked as well, but I thought it was a bit patchy. Seven... I thought uh, season seven had some great episodes. The Bear Midriff, I thought, was a hilarious episode. Yeah. And uh, I loved the, the final reunion episode. But I don't, perhaps didn't like season seven as much as you. I thought it was still kind of continuing that sort of pretty good standard for a, a, yeah. a Kirby Enthusiasm season, but not the best. I thought the high season seven hit were very high. I do think it was not as consistent as, like, your season two and three of Curb Enthusiasm, which, for me, is Curb at its best. You have the, um, just the crazy eye killer, um, and you have the trick-or-treat episode, which I just think is hilarious. The episode where Larry David trips up Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, like, literally, I think season two and three, like, every episode is golden Curb Enthusiasm. Even season seven, which I loved, it would be one of my top seasons. That had a couple of couple of weak ones uh, in there too. Yeah, if I were to look through the the episodes, I'd probably agree with you that uh, oh, the doll look, the doll, the doll is a great two episode, is classic. Yeah, I would. I'd have to. I might pick season two mm. as my favorite season. Season two is great, and that's also like for Seinfeld fans a bit interesting because Larry tries to work with. Uh, Jason Alexander and Julie Louis-Dreyfus, who played George and Elaine on the show, he tries to develop a new sitcom with them that sort of addresses the problem they've had with finding roles after Seinfeld, and that's really funny from the Seinfeld level too. Okay, so this season, uh, season eight, uh, what were your initial, initial reactions? I did not love this season. I thought it had some great moments, I'm not sure about any great episodes. When I'm judging a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode, there's a few things I look for. A, just the quality of the individual jokes. Like B, who are the recurring characters that come in? Because I like it as much as Larry's funny on, on his own. I think it's best when you have people joining, like Mighty Funkhouse and Richard Lewis. So I like to see uh, how, how good some of those additions are and how the episode comes together as a whole, like, the the ending. Yeah, they are brilliant, Curb, at just getting, like, in the episode, there's, like, five different storylines or five different events that happen that, like, are completely unrelated at the time, but they sort of, Larry brilliantly weaves those five threads together for the final scene of the episode, and it all, it's just brilliant to watch. Yeah, and these, these generally range from good to genius. These, yes. These endings. Yeah. So, on those, like, considering those criterias... How do you think this season went? I think the start of the season relied quite heavily on some of the guest characters. It quite prominently featured uh, Richard Lewis and yep. Marty Funkhauser. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought those episodes, they were great in. They, uh, at first, I wasn't really a, a Marty Funkhauser fan. What's the deal with Marty Funkhauser? Like, he seems like... The actor who plays him, Larry, must really get on with at the moment because it seems like the last season or two he has been the go-to friend of Larry for the show like we've seen a lot of Marty Funkhauser the last two seasons 
We have, but I I think the reason why I liked Marty in this season was because he was he was a bit different. Like he at the start he kind of freed up a bit because he was kind of separated from his wife, mm. and he was able to see kind of the yeah the crazy side of the funk man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden he turns uh, turns back to his religion and yeah. becomes quite uh, heavily involved in his. Jewish activities, which yeah. create some funny conflicts with yeah. with Larry. So I I liked Marty a lot mm. this season. Yeah. <laughs> then later in the season, we have Larry going over to New York. Yes, and this season was billed as Larry returns to New York this season. Uh, like it was sort of like when you saw the preseason trailer, that was big. Didn't happen till about late, sort of halfway through the season. Uh, yeah. Sort of. Um, and so that was interesting, um, like, because in season, I think, four, uh, when they do the producers, Larry goes to New York for that, too. Like, it's not like this is the first season Larry's gone to New York. <laughs> um, so I guess with the preseason trailer, I was expecting the whole season to be in New York, not just half the season. But that's okay. Like, uh, I didn't have a problem, like... I didn't see these ads, so I didn't feel betrayed okay. <laughs> by a lack of Larry in New York. The poster for this season of Curb was the Statue of Liberty with Larry's face <laughs> on it. <laughs> uh, but I thought that was pretty good because you have Larry sort of getting involved in things that you know he loves, like the, the Yankees, his baseball. Yeah. Then also things about New York that he, you know are going to mm. tick Larry off. Yeah. Uh, like the the rude pedestrians and people like people upstreaming him in order to get the taxi. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was something yes. a bit different. It was, no, pretty, it was pretty. Yeah, good. I didn't think that worked. Okay. Cheryl has been a big part of Curb Enthusiasm for the past seven years. Yes, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Larry's wife uh, slash ex-wife, and they got divorced to mirror Larry's sort of real life. He he got divorced. You know, well, uh, you know. Uh, Bit of sad news, but um, so they got divorced. They sort of separated a couple of seasons ago, um, but since then, like Larry has still been trying to court Cheryl, try to win her back. It seemed like this season he'd given up on that, and he truly was a single guy. Like they signed the divorce papers in the first episode. We didn't see Cheryl again for the rest of the season. How did you find, like, a Cheryl-less Curb season? I thought this was great for two reasons. One, I've never really liked Cheryl that much. Mm. I felt Cheryl was often just there in order to be someone who was angry at Larry. Mm-hmm. And half the time... Because they, was... they don't have anyone else that's angry at Larry in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my point exactly. She's, oh, okay. She's, she's, she's pretty pointless. It. Okay, yeah. Half the time, <laughs> it was warranted, though. The other half, I kind of just was frustrated at Cheryl for not not backing up Larry. You think if anyone's going to back up Larry through all the bad luck and whatever that Larry always seems to have, it would be his wife. Yeah. And she was never there. I didn't even think... I mean, Larry's a pretty bad guy. He doesn't necessarily deserve a good wife, but I didn't think Cheryl was a good wife. The second reason why I thought this was great was because to see Larry trying to to date all these women is great because you know that Larry is going to just botch a lot of these in weird and hilarious ways. And yeah. so it's it's much more interesting to see him with new women botching it for different reasons than the same old with Cheryl. Yeah, I think single Larry has a lot of potential. Like, there's a lot of, uh, you know, dating situations and stuff. But I did miss Cheryl. I, I quite... I thought Cheryl sort of grounded Larry a little bit. 
um, sort of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I th- and I think we saw in the last couple of seasons anyway, Larry tried to date a few different women and things. I, I don't know. I would hope we'd see a bit of Cheryl next season. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't really see the potential there, but I think like maybe he gives Larry a bit too much freedom in the show. Like he's got like in the previous seasons, like when he's acted, like you know, it's sort of it, the way his wife would react to sort of a consequence of his actions. Like he was, a, whereas now it seems like there's less stakes for Larry because he's got less consequences. I think Larry finds ways to up the stakes. Yeah, and... you are. That, that's true. <laughs> there are still consequences. Yes, yes, you are right about. There are a few other characters that are, uh, that pop up uh, throughout <laughs> this season. I want to talk about one yeah. being Leon. Now, Leon is my favorite recurring character in Curb Enthusiasm. Yes, I thought some of his lines in season six were the funniest things I'd ever heard. I was a bit disappointed he wasn't in season seven too much, although when he was. With uh, Michael Richards. Oh, yep. Perhaps the funniest scene of the season. Leon features quite prominently in season eight, which I loved. I thought Leon was in top form. There was every episode he was in, there was two or three lines which were goldly quotable. I, I really like Leon, too. I'm a big Leon fan as well. Not as big a fan. You, you really love the guy more than I do. Uh, my why one issue perhaps with Leon this season was it was sort of like um, sort of he's an interesting one as in you don't know like he sort of pops up sort of out of nowhere sort of they never explain it that well why he's popped up like it sort of seems a bit yeah I think it, that's the case because that's how it is for Larry. Yeah. Like, Leon just kind of pops into Larry's life, and he doesn't necessarily know yeah. why he's there or why he's living with him. But he doesn't really bother to question it either, because Leon adds some fun, some entertainment, and he often helps get Larry out of a jam. Yeah. It's the same for us as the fans. We don't really know why Leon's yeah. in the show, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, because he's Because he provides yeah. entertainment. He provides entertainment. So, yes, yeah, so I like Leon too, and I'm, I think in a season I didn't think it was the best Curb season, it was nice to have Leon there to help liven it up a bit. Um, an episode you might have liked, we're interested to hear your thoughts on it, is, uh, it's called The Hero. Ricky Gervais is yes. in this episode. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this one? I thought this song was, uh, probably one of their best episodes <laughs> of the season. And it was great to see Ricky and Larry, uh, together and sort of arguing as I thought that was just hilarious. And I think this was perhaps... Perhaps the episode this season where they were able to get, like, five different storylines and bring them all together really well at the end. And I think the biggest weakness of this season was some of the storylines were really funny, but they didn't really bring them all together at the end as well as they have in past seasons. And you sort of, at the end of the episode, thought, oh, yeah, there was good stuff there, but I didn't really feel the curb magic that I'm used to. The Hero with Ricky Gervais was an episode where they were able to do that. I enjoy this a lot because Larry David and Ricky Gervais, possibly the two biggest dicks on TV. Yeah. And to see them going at each other was pretty great. And I agree the ending was possibly the best ending uh, of any episode for the season. Yeah. Now, what I would say is we have um, a bit of a thing on Curb with the stare down. (laughs) um, Where 
uh, Larry will stare someone down to see if they're telling the truth, and they'll st- or they'll stare him down, and there's this, this sort of very long stare. And that music plays obviously yeah. better than what we were just humming. I felt like the Ricky Gervais stare down, which was always going to happen at some point in the episode, was a little forced. Like it, I can't remember what the reason was, but it did seem just a little. A little out of place. But that's my one nitpick of that episode. <laughs> I, I laugh at the stare down every time, no matter who it's with. So to see it with Ricky Gervais, I thought I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought they could have, could have written that in better. <laughs> um, one other person I want to bring up, uh, someone I know you're a, a bit of a fan of, Michael J. Fox. I love Michael J. Fox. He uh, appears in the, in the season finale. Did that live up to perhaps your hopes? I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I, I knew as soon as I saw the trailer that Michael J. Fox was going to be in this season, I thought, knowing Curb, this is definitely going to be about the Parkinson's <laughs> thing. It's going to become an issue for Larry, and you know, there's going to be some taboo humour here. And it, it lived up to my expectations exactly with Larry thinking Michael J. Fox was snubbing him and being rude to him, but using Parkinson's yeah. as an excuse. Sort of like... You shook your head at me. He's like, no, it's Parkinson's, man. <laughs> like, and that, I just found that. I knew that's probably where they were going with it, something like that. And it happened. And I just found it was funny. There was a stare down in that one too, which I think was much <laughs> better, like written in. I thought it was great. Perhaps, probably my favorite episode of the season, because I just found that so hilarious. But the ending did, like, the end of the season I found a little bit... Yeah, like, you know. I like that episode because there are very few shows that would have pushed that yes. as far as Curb did. Yes. Um, it was good to see Michael J. Fox willing to go along with yes. every joke, practically, in the show being Parkinson's-based. Especially when um, he had a bit of uh, issues last uh, a couple of years ago. He did a political ad um, for stem cell research where he was sort of shaking and stuff. And a lot of the conser- one of the big conservative radio commentators in America kept on saying how he was just using his Parkinson's to, <laughs> to, um, to fake, sort of like to get sympathy or something. Um, and he was faking all his shaking and stuff. So that was, it's actually a controversy. He's had to live through people making this claim. Uh, so it was really... Great to see him be a good sport here and play along with with Larry's storyline. Yeah. Something else I liked about that episode was uh, someone Larry is dating has a son who's about seven years old, and Larry believes he's showing gay tendencies. Yeah. I thought the performance from that kid was one of the best performances I've ever seen from a child. <laughs> it was. It, because it wasn't just over the top or clearly being gay. He was just nailing these just flamboyant mannerisms in just a hilarious fashion. I don't know. I just thought this kid was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. Um, the one thing in the storyline is, like, um, the mum was very upset when Larry got him a sewing machine for his birthday. I mean, like, Larry could have said that the son said his favourite show was Project Runaway. Yeah. He said, he's told me he likes... Like, you're letting him watch Project Runaway. 
Like, that's a fashion show. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That, that is my one sort of... I think Larry had an argument there that he didn't use that he perhaps could have. So that's a small nitpick. Larry isn't the best person at sort of dealing with these conflicts. He's not necessarily uh, calm and rational. He's, he not, usually... yeah. He's not yet Alan Shaw. Is he, <laughs> is he Larry David? <laughs> uh, we also saw Rosie O'Donnell back this season for an episode. Um, how do you feel about the whole Rosie O'Donnell? She was competing with Larry for a girlfriend. I thought the premise of that episode was good. You yeah. had... Uh, a man and a woman, Larry being the man, Rosie O'Donnell being the woman, competing for uh, a bisexual woman. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell's part in that didn't end up being that funny for me. What that episode actually turns into is sort of a parody of steroids in baseball, where Larry uses the analogy of using Viagra in order to try and win this contest as the same as using steroids in baseball, which I thought was great. I thought this was a a really funny episode. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) <laughs> no, that was okay. Like, it was funny. It was funny. It was like, not cl- I don't think it was classic curb, but I, I think it was fun. <laughs> I think it was funny. Um, yeah, so it was a good season. Was there any of Larry's friends uh, that weren't in this season that you were disappointed not to see? Well, I'm just going to cut to the part where I go, no, and then you say, where was Ted Danson? <laughs> yeah, where was Ted Danson this season? <laughs> I do like Ted Danson, but I've never really liked him that much in Curb Enthusiasm because he's just an annoying guy. And there are, I've said this before, there are people that you hate and there are people that you love to hate. And I don't really love hating him because I don't find him that funny. I just find him annoying. I find him funny in the show. Like, I find him annoying too, but sort of, I sort of love to hate Ted Danson in, in Curb. It's just uh, the way the anonymous donor episode where... Larry's donated a wing to a hospital and he's sort of sort of feeling a little good about that. Oh, they're going to open a Larry David wing. And then he finds out there's an anonymous donor and he goes, oh, I didn't know you could even donate anonymously. That's going to make me look really bad. And it turns out Ted Danson's the anonymous donor and just how sort of fake Ted Danson is about it all. And Yeah, no, I, I really... So I'm disappointed not to see Ted in this season. You know, um, it might be a bit interesting. I saw this on like Letterman or one of those shows... Um, you know when Larry got divorced, the real Larry, yep. he actually moved in with Ted Danson <laughs> and his wife for like, and I think Ted Danson was saying how he thought it would just be like for a couple of weeks, but he just like stayed for months. <laughs> I think that wouldn't have been a bad season of Curb. Yeah, Larry no. <laughs> moving in with Ted Danson and his wife. <laughs> like, they're trying to host dinner parties and Larry's sort of, uh... You know, in his um, tracksuit pants, like, watching TV loudly or something. Like, it's sort of like he's, like, their kid almost. Like, <laughs> I think that would have been a good season. Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him work that into the yeah. future season, maybe. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I wouldn't rather that this season than what, <laughs> than what they did. <laughs> One thing I that perhaps stops um, Curve from being, my like, one of my very favourite shows is that the show goes into this territory of being sort of awkward and annoying. Mm. And often that produces uh, comedy, but sometimes I just find it awkward and annoying. Mm. I think this season was one of the best seasons in terms of finding that balance. Ooh. And I think perhaps that came from the freedom of not having Cheryl there. I think Larry had just a bit more room to do what he wanted. And I yeah. feel 
although Larry bundled a lot of things, I felt like he got a few more wins in this season. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Um, I think that, that that's sort of fair enough. I I just still didn't find this episode that this season very good. Um, Another thing I liked about this season was Larry and Jeff. I think Jeff is is amazing. I think Jeff is probably my second favourite uh, non-Larry character after Leon. And they had a, gr- a particularly great episode called The Car Periscope, where an inventor has this prototype for a, a, peris- a, t- a type of periscope uh, that you can use in your car to see traffic up ahead. And the fun that Larry and Jeff have using, using The Car Periscope... I thought that was some I of the best found the scenes things. with them using that quite fun and funny. I didn't find that storyline very like I just found this car periscope idea and Larry's <laughs> ski invention and it turns out that that invention like I just found that storyline a little bit a little bit maybe too unrealistic for Kerb. But I did find those particular scenes that you're referring to fun and funny. Yeah, the car periscope. Yeah, that was that's an interesting one. Wanda was back for that episode too. Wanda Sykes. That was perhaps the worst part of the episode. I, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah, like, Wanda comes back. Larry recommends this personal trainer. All of a sudden, La- the personal trainer just cancels Larry's appointment and gives it to Wanda. And then there's not really an explanation of of why she was paying more or something. Yeah, but that's. <laughs> That just makes the personal trainer quite a bit of a douche, and you'd have to yeah. probably explain why he's a douche or something. Like, there's usually a reason that Larry has annoyed the person or something. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I like I've have over the years found Wanda funny on the show. Uh, I don't really like her stand-up comedy and things, but I think she's she works really well here. But I think the episode she was in it just didn't make much sense. And you know, Larry's meant to be the one who's all like sort of does the non-kosher thing, sort of almost like, a bit sneaky. She, like, just for no reason... Like, she succeeded all high ground by sort of, like, <laughs> taking his recommendation and then just, like, go, well, I... Like, she was so... Like, this trainer she hadn't even had, like, a training session with, she was, like, just really... I have to have this guy. Like, why... Why There are hundreds of trainers. Why couldn't she... Just on Larry's recommendation, he's, like, the best guy. Someone whose opinion she probably wouldn't even put that much stocking to begin with. Yeah, that I agree. That storyline was weird. The Palestinian chicken episode is quite good. I call it that one, where it's sort of the pa- Israel-Palestine conflict uh, addressed in a funny way. Larry has to choose between the Palestinian chicken restaurant <laughs> owner who um, he has amazing sex with <laughs> or... Or his sort of the Jewish community where all his friends are with, and that's quite funny. Perhaps one other thing that stood out was the Bill Buckner's appearance in the Mr. Softy episode. Larry botches a play in this uh, final of a, a softball game, and he meets uh, Major League Baseball player Bill Buckner, who made a similar yeah. error in the World Series. And then as they continue on the ep- throughout the episode together, there's some funny things about... Bill Buckner not being able to catch a ball and yes, I won't spoil the ending, but I thought the ending to that was was I so it was good. great. I love Bill Buckner. He did a great job. Yeah, on the for show. someone who's not actually an actor, uh, I thought he did a he did a. And it was what, what was team was he from? Was he from? He played for a few teams. I think the who team, did he botch the? Thing I think for? he botched it for um, Boston. The Boston Red Sox, right? 
Boston Red Sox fans came off really badly in this episode. Like, <laughs> like he dropped a catch, and like he made a mistake in a game a long time ago, and they just like all episode the Boston Red Sox, hey Bill Buckner, you're a, like douche and stuff. Like it just seemed very unforgiving, very petty, like just adding to his personal grief. Yeah. But I loved how positive he was. He was just walking down yeah, the street. Yes, it's twenty five yeah. years later. Hey, Bill, you suck. And he's like, have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was really good. It made me love Bill Button now yeah. and hate Boston Red Sox fans more than I already do. <laughs> Boston Rob wins Survivor. Now they're being a douche to Bill Buckner. It's like, all. <laughs> so I think we've covered the season. I think we have. I think we have quite well. Uh, what we're going to do now is... Was, uh, Perhaps create a bit of a ranking of the yeah. the uh, Curb Enthusiasm seasons and see where we would place Season 8 uh, in the history of Curb Enthusiasm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do that. Um, do you want me to start? Yeah. Oh, so what are we doing? Are we going through all the seasons? Like... Well, it might be a bit hard to rank yeah. Yeah. all the seasons, but let's say generally whether we think some of the seasons are higher or lower and compare Season 8 to them. So Okay, well, well I, I've already said 2 and 3... I thought were my favourites, so, like, they're, they're still my favourites. Then I might say the last season with the Seinfeld stuff, season seven. I think season four was quite good with the producers thing. Um, season one, I think they were still finding their footing, but it was still a pretty good season, so I'll, like, put that up there too. Season five was probably a little bit more hit and miss. It's a bit lower. Season six with the blacks again. I found a little bit more inconsistent. So you might want to clarify that for those who haven't seen the season. It's like the season with the black people. I didn't enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, good catch. Um, they, uh, Cheryl's idea is to uh, bring in a family from Hurricane Katrina. Um, it, it, give, provide them, they can live there till their houses are rebuilt down there. Um, and Larry somehow agrees to this, um, <laughs> which I think, you know, he agreed to that probably, and then they get divorced halfway through or separate halfway through the season and he's stuck with these uh, people in his house. They are called the Blacks. Their surname is Black. Okay? <laughs> so when I said the season with the Blacks, <laughs> I mean, that was the season where the main storyline was when the Black family... <laughs> Their name is Black. <laughs> the, the people with the name Black, their family moved in with Larry. I had a similar p- problem in one season of The Amazing Race, which I joined <laughs> a few episodes in, and that was the family season. <laughs> yes, I remember. And there was an African-American family whose last name was also Black, and the uh, the narrator of the show saying, oh, now we catch up with the Black team. And I didn't know that their name was Black. <laughs> yes, <laughs> And like on the little subheading under that was like the blacks. I'm going. This is very. This is very un PC of Amazing Race. <laughs> they arrived there. Feels like black family. I mean, can you just call them by their names? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which I think was the intention of this season of Curb, yeah. though, was to make it as awkward a name as yeah. possible. Like, I, so it was really funny. But yes, I'm not saying. <laughs> And by the way, they did happen to be African-American, this family that they brought in. Okay, so, 
Uh, and then season seven, I love. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. I think I would probably at the moment rank season eight, 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 eight <laughs> yeah. seasons. The yeah, I say maybe the worst season to go. Wow. Okay. I'll go through through mine. I think there could be a few differences here. Okay. So let's say before I saw season eight, I would say season one. I agree. Still, kind of uh, getting into the rhythm of the show. I'd probably say that that was my least favorite season. Okay. Then two and three are probably at the top. So I'd probably go number two, then number three. That's what I'd go as well, just on the record. I thought four was quite good. I'd probably put that um, just behind five. Five was a bit patchy, but because it had some of my favorite episodes, mm. particularly the ski lift, I'd probably put five behind number three and then four behind number five. Then six and seven, I think, were a, a, down a little bit. I'd put seven above six. So uh, uh, my order there, if you're keeping track at home, uh, in terms of from best to worst, would go two, three, five, four, seven, six, one. <laughs> I said I wasn't going to rank them all, but I kind of ended up doing it anyway. Come to season eight. Season eight, best season of Curb Enthusiasm. This was literally my favourite season of Curb Enthusiasm. No way! You're joking! <laughs> I am not joking. Better than season two. Better than season two. Whoa! <laughs> Bombshell. I've had some listeners of the podcast complain that we're often in agreement a little too much. We have fairly... Similar opinions. So are. you're just saying it's the favourite, so we've got a disagreement. I, did, I know, I no, genuinely oh, okay. was thinking this uh, about, I was halfway through the season, I was thinking this is one of the best, and I liked it even more when they got to New York. I genuinely think this is the best when you think it is the worst. Well, so this is incredible <laughs> because um, I've just done like uh, my list, like, which is. Two, three, seven, four, one, five, six. They're not too dissimilar. Like, they, I think season one's better than you do, and you think, and seven, and you think maybe uh, season five is better than I do. Like, there's a bit, but you know, we generally have the two bet. We have the same favorites yeah. before this season. We both thought two, then three, and we both had the same least favorite, six. Yeah. But on eight, we're completely <laughs> divided. Oh my, it's your favourite season of Curb. Okay. Don't know what we're going to... Yeah. <laughs> Just the Larry's freedom to do more and more crazy things. Lots of Jeff, lots of Leon, and some of the best guest appearances I think they've had on the show with Ricky Gervais and Michael J. Fox. This was my favourite season of Curb. Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I, it's my least favourite. I think that it was, they weren't able to tie the stories well together at the end, other than maybe the hero. I didn't like the end of season conclusion. I, thought it was, I didn't even like, think it was that funny. Um, there were a few good, like Michael J. Fox and Ricky Gervais were great. Um, some good moments, but yeah, I thought a very uneven season without that many great episodes. So people are definitely going to need to weigh in with this. Yeah. Like, um, a bit of counselling from the listeners, for sure, on that one. Oh, my goodness. Okay, yeah, your favourite. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, 
if you haven't watched the season, uh, I think you should. <laughs> I think you should do. Like, can I say a bad season of Curb? I still enjoy. Um, I, I think, and you know, it's in that top category um, of of shows uh, with Arrested Development. Although I don't think Arrested Development had a bad episode, but um, <laughs> but The Office ha- definitely has, and Curb definitely has too. And like th- a bad episode of those shows. I don't think, uh, for example, I'll compare it to a show like Scrubs or Weeds, which I think are two of other shows that in the past 10 years have been, would probably make my top 10. Um, those shows are, um, I really enjoy them when I think they're good, but when I think they're bad, I'm not really enjoying them at all. Even when I think Curb's bad, I'm still enjoying it, and there's still things I like about um, so I'm by no means saying don't watch season eight. Don't watch it. It's it's curb. It's back. It's it. There's some good stuff there. I just think it's the worst season. So yeah, we're definitely going to need your response on this because we're yeah. we're very split. Yeah, for sure. And um, it'll be interesting to see how the the screen verdict listeners react. Maybe I'm going to be doing my own podcast. In the- <laughs> <laughs> this will divide. Yeah, screen verdict in yeah. both the podcasters and the the listeners. Yes. Uh, well, people, you, people have been telling you that, that we agree too much. Definitely not the case. <laughs> Listen here. to this podcast. Yeah. So I think we've talked curb. It's a bit of housekeeping. Yeah. I think that we need to do. Firstly, uh, just informing you, you, you might have something to say. I didn't get any nude photos this week um, <laughs> from people who have listened to our crazy, stupid love podcast. <laughs> you didn't either. I'm gonna guess. Uh, no, unfortunately not. So there's no winner to that competition. Um, <laughs> still open. Still open. Yeah, We'll run it as long as it yeah. needs to go. Secondly, the Podcast Award nominations came out a week or two ago. How many did we get? Well, unfortunately, we have not been nominated for a Podcast Award. We probably should have told people to vote for us on the <laughs> podcast. This is a mistake. Um, in error. Could I, could I start a plug for another podcast? Because <laughs> we're not nominated against them. Is this in, will that be plugging our podcast? I don't know. <laughs> it's not to listen to the podcast. It's to vote for them in the podcast awards. Okay, yeah. It's called Rob as a Podcast, although I think the website, the podcast awards say Rob as a website instead of Rob as a Podcast. But anyway, it's been the best entertainment category. It was sort of... One of the things that inspired me to start a podcast, or to me to do a podcast with you. So, if you want to vote for someone, that'd be a good one to vote for in the entertainment category. I know, just Google search podcast awards. I think you can vote once a day for, and I think it closes at the end of the month. If it's too much trouble, don't worry, because we'd probably rather you just wait till next year to vote for our one, uh, if you have to choose. Um, if you've only got one block of effort to dedicate yeah. <laughs> dedicate to podcast voting, save it for next year. Yeah, for sure. Okay, guys, yeah, see you around the races, watch Season 8 of Curb, after watching all the other seasons. Goodbye. <laughs>